Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Hey, hey, hello there. Welcome back to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. We're just going to get a promise from the Lord straight into your heart, mind, and soul today. We're going to get right to it. We're looking at Acts chapter 2, 2, verse 39, Acts 2, 39. Okay, here's what it says. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Uh, Yeah, I kind of just want to say right off the bat, oh my goodness, this verse amazing. I love it. How good is this promise? How good is this promise? This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. When God gives us something to grab hold of, like to hang on to, to believe in for as an individual, individually, there's something really special, super comforting and like just fatherly about that. It's just such a blessing. It's a gift. It's a treasure. And when God gives us like whole body of Christ, big C church promises, not like your individual group where you meet on Sundays, but like the whole church around the world, big C promises. Those are beautiful. Those are tremendous. We're going to glorify him corporately for his fulfillment of those promises for all eternity. Uh, But this verse today is kind of about um, when God gives us promises that are generational And by that, I mean, we can pray them in total belief regarding this particular kind of promise from God's word. We can pray in total belief for our children and our grandchildren and so on. That's like something else altogether. So all three of those types of promises are amazing. This one that we're going to focus on today is super cool. It's it's pretty profound. So when we're in prayer over our children, which I'm assuming if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the prayers you pray for your kids are the most intense things you do on a daily basis, right? Like, um, and I hope that it's daily for you if you're a parent. If you're not a parent, uh, just you do need somebody outside of your own self to be praying for, like every single day. That's a good thing. If you're only praying for yourself and maybe your siblings or something, or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, um, you know, pray a little bit beyond yourself. Pray a little bigger than that. That's a good thing. When we're praying over our children, our grandchildren. Let's not fail to utilize and make the most of what's in this verse from this New Testament book of Acts. Use this verse in our beseeching. When you beseech the Lord, use this verse, if that makes sense. Please, please be willing to pray God's word back to him. Always be willing to pray God's word back to him. When we do that, like just don't miss it because it delights him when his children know his word. It brings him delight when we speak his word in prayer, don't miss this. It's really important. It shows we really do believe his word is true, that we take it very seriously. It will bring new lifeblood to your prayer life. If you need that, this is the man, I'm telling you, this is how you get it. It shows we take God's word very seriously. That honors him. That glorifies him. When we pray God's word back to him, it shows that we trust him enough to ask him to do these things. 
we trust him enough to ask him to do certain things. It reveals our faith in him, not our faith in our faith, not our faith in, you know, our ability to pray well, our faith in him when we pray his promises and belief. And the rest of that is just nonsense. Like my faith and my faith is nonsense. My faith in my ability to pray sounding awesome is nonsense. My faith in the Lord God most high, that's gold right there. Pray for your children or somebody else. Pick somebody else to pray for. That's not you. Start by asking God to give you promises for your children. Ask him. If you've never done that, man, dig in and ask him. For each of your kids, God, give me a promise. Give me a promise for kid number one, kid number two, kid number three, however many. We've got five in our family, however many you've got. Ask him for certain promises for each of your children. Then write those suckers down. Write those promises down. Maybe get a prayer journal going or um, stick them, you know, put them in a note in your phone with a reminder that comes up to pray through those things every day in your lunch hour or something. Uh, And you could even get a journal just for these promises where you can write them down and then you can write down the specific answers to your prayers that God gives you because he will answer you. Uh, You can, of course, you can do this for your spouse too. It's just, um, and if you're not praying daily over your marriage or for your spouse, yeah, get after that. Like yesterday, keep a written record because it's pretty amazing how quickly and what all we forget. And believe you me, Believe me, you, the dirty old devil, wants you to never, ever remember not one single way that God has moved in answer to your specific prayers. So just trump the devil and just throw down on him and uh, keep, keep a written record of your prayers and of God's answers. So pray for your spouse. Write those prayers out. Put those promises down in ink, not in pencil, in ink. You get what I'm saying, right? These are not erasable. So don't let them be erasable. Write them in ink. Tattoo them on that page. They're not forgettable, so don't let them be forgotten. Put them down on paper. But this verse in particular has me thinking about our children, so that's why I'm leaning that way for this episode. I'm not saying I'm not saying praying for your marriage or spouse is less important. Nope, not at all. Not by any means. It's, it's maybe more important, but pray for your kids. That's what we're talking about today. Ask the Lord to give you promises verses for your children. Write those down. Keep a record of the prayers that you speak over them. Pray them out loud whenever you can. Pray those promises often as in a lot. Be sort of like the kid who rattles off like this. Everybody knows this kid. Maybe you have one. Maybe you were this kid. Maybe this kid annoyed you to no end in fourth grade or something. I don't know. Like the kid that's like, but you said, oh, you said you were gonna do this. You said you were gonna do this, but you said... Kind of be kind of like that kid, you know, I'm serious. I'm really serious now. I'm not joking around and I'm not, I'm really not even exaggerating at all. I'm just using that example to get your attention, but I'm serious. Be importunate in prayer. Okay. Can you do that? Look up Luke 11 and Luke 18. Read both those chapters if you need to. Jesus said to be importunate in prayer. I'll find the exact reference for those. I'll throw it in the show notes. Um, and uh, the definition for that word. And I'm also, I think I'll post this verse on my social media too. So about the middle week of July, we'll be sharing this because it's just too good for us. We, we just have to grab a hold of this. It's too good for us to not know what Jesus has to say about how we ought to pray, right? And sometimes we kind of get dulled to what he actually said about prayer. So I'm going to post that. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, probably LinkedIn, probably do a post on LinkedIn and I'll do a blog post on my website, janelbert.com about importunity in prayer because guys, we can't miss this. 
We can't miss this. And we really do very easily backtrack and begin to lose ground as to the way that we pray based on how Jesus said to pray. We don't usually pray per the description that he gave us. So we need to look at it on the regular and say, am I praying the way Jesus said to pray? Yeah, no, not so much. I'm going to change that today and then always be willing to go back to have a refresher course. Okay, it's like, you know, in some fields you have to be recertified all the time. Look, I don't want my surgeon not certified, board certified to perform surgery. I don't want people praying for me who aren't board certified to be surgeons in the spiritual realm through prayer. Okay, okay, so get yourself certified. If you do not have children, I want you to hear this part. So listen up for a second. This is important and it matters. Okay, so come back in for a second and hear me. You are a child of God. There is nobody, and I do mean like nobody on the outside looking in when it comes to the kingdom of God. Nobody's on the outside looking in in God's kingdom. If you are living that way, like you're on the outside looking in, hey, okay, sometimes we all live that way. I get it. But here, take this from me. Take this right now. Don't give this away. You hang on to this because it's really important. It's good for you. Take it and keep it. You're getting from me this very moment permission, permission to get a new set of friends, put friends in quotes, okay? I'm giving you permission to get a new set of friends if you need them. I'm explaining that so it makes a little bit of sense in this context. Hang tight, but just keep listening. Stay with me. This is really important, okay? You are not an outsider. You are absolutely an insider in God's kingdom. You got the inside track, baby. You matter. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Can you hear me now? You matter. And in God's family, there are not any outsiders, none. So if your thoughts, if your thoughts have not been good friends to you, if they have not been kind to you, maybe during your growing up years, you had some times of being just flat left out, feeling like you were just an outsider. Maybe even sometimes within your Christian community, you've been pushed aside, you know, like uh, maybe marginalized. And I'm not talking about like this is just a bad day and somebody in your small group didn't really recognize your presence or at the potluck, he kind of got brushed aside. I'm talking about, you know, there's a difference when you're on the outside looking in. You've been serving, being faithful to your local body, but you're just on the outside. Hey, listen, Jesus doesn't feel that way. Jesus does not feel that way. No. If you're in a Bible study, maybe at work, on your college campus, and you're just tolerated. Okay, now listen. Disclaimer, do not, do not go adding words to my words. Okay, don't choose to take offense when somebody in your small group has that bad day. We all have bad days. Uh, don't add to my words. No words need to be added to my words when there's just a one-off. That's just a one-off. When it's irregular and not at all the norm, man, we don't go fighting and looking for trouble. Just You just forgive. Give grace, give grace, give grace. Come back next week. Give grace, give grace, give grace. Come back the next week. We don't throw aside people. We don't throw away friendships, okay? Like we remain in fellowship. We don't go running off by ourselves where we can get picked off and sniped by the devil. I'm not going to be one to discourage fellowship. I'm never going to be one to discourage small groups or church attendance or being connected to the body of Christ. Okay, so thanks for letting me be clear on that and make sure nobody adds words to my words Um, or to think that there are the Satan in your mind will drop words to your, to my words, I guess is what I mean. Uh, but when you're on the outside and you know, you're just being tolerated, you know what I'm talking about. You've done it, or you've been on the receiving end of it, or you've seen it, right? We've, we know, we know what that's like. Listen, when you know, you're not going to move to the inside 
And if you do move to that inside little grouping, you know it's going to be short-lived because maybe like there's some task or job that you can get done and, oh, yeah, we can, you know, give to Mikey. Mikey will eat anything kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, draw him in right now because she'll do that job and then kind of kind of just turn your back on or ignore again. If it's that doesn't it isn't going to surprise God. It's not going to floor God or shock him if you pray and say, Lord, you're my Abba Father, and this this is what feels like it's happening here. This is what it seems like is going on here. I've tried and I've tried again and again, and you've seen, Lord, you've seen. I'm just I'm just not on the inside, and I know you don't want any of your children on the outside, and he doesn't want that. No members, he doesn't want anybody to feel like they're not members of the cool kids club in his church. You know, it's his church. You can pray, Lord, will you lead me? Will you guide me to friendships? That will make an impact for the kingdom of God. Hello, right there. That's how you need to be praying over your friendships. Lord, give me friendships, not connections, not acquaintances, not places to get you favor and move you forward in the world system. Lord, will you give me friendships that will make an impact for your kingdom, the kingdom of God, that will spur me on toward love and good deeds and where I can spur them on toward love and good deeds for the kingdom? Friendships that will make me who you want me to be. Will you do that, Jesus? Partner with me in life. Will you give me friends who'll partner with me in life? Help me to live out Romans 12 alongside me and not just sort of kind of semi-tolerate me because in the body of Christ, we have to tolerate everybody. God will hear that and God will answer that prayer. Um, You know, you just got to, if you're there, if you're there, I am so sorry on behalf of Everyone that's ever marginalized you, I am so sorry. It is a yuck feeling. And I am I am sorry. I'm hugging you from afar. I absolutely am. And my prayer is that you would be willing to pray to the Lord for him to do this new thing in your life. And he will do it because he loves you. You matter. You matter. God will hear. He will answer that prayer. He'll show you if you need to make a move. Okay? You don't take my word for it or anybody else's. God will show you if you need to make a move. He can do that. He is also able to make a move on your behalf right there in that place. He can bring conviction and he can bring change. So, but just don't resign yourself to being on the outside looking in. Because listen, Jesus did not die for you to feel like you're on the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? And if you maybe you're feeling, maybe right now, maybe you're feeling like tense right now. Like, like maybe you are going, oh my goodness, I'm the one who's been doing the marginalizing Oh my gosh, Lord, I've been doing this. Ah, I'm one of the cool kids and I've been leaving people out. Okay, seek the Lord and do what he tells you to do. Seek the Lord and do what he tells you to do and do not delay on this. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now on this, don't delay. To delay when we know the Lord is speaking, man, that's foolish and super, super very dangerous, like ultra dangerous. So lean in, listen, repent if you need to. And let him do a work of change and healing and restoration. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace. Some moments, some locations, some groups do not really want an all-in type of Christianity. You might be in a Bible study group on your college campus where they don't really want that all-in type of Christianity. Your workplace, I mean, sometimes even in certain churches are like, "Mm, you better tone that down a little bit. That's a little too Jesus-y for me. Or have you ever had people say, I just can't wait to not read my Bible. I have a day off. Like, okay. Um, honestly, yeah, no, I don't understand that. 
I 0% understand that. I just don't get it. So, so do what you can, whatever part of that depends on you, and then give it to Jesus and do what he tells you to do next. And I'm not preaching a workspace salvation. I'm preaching what the book of Romans says. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And if there are areas where you just can't live at peace with them and you're on the outside looking in and you say, Jesus, you do what you're going to do. That's what I mean by that. It's not working, not do all you can, and then Jesus comes in and help. That's cultish false preaching. I'm saying follow what this verse says to do. You don't bail out the first time you stub your pinky toe and you're just going to quit on all these people. We don't do that. But what we do is when you've done all that you can to live at peace with all people, as far as it depends on you, then you say, okay, Jesus, it's all yours. I'm going to follow your lead here. Okay, so... um. If this is something that spoke to you, you can, you know, like, let me know. I would, I would like to hear from you. I would, it's just a blessing when I hear that something spoke to somebody because I really lean in and listen to the Lord when I prepare these podcast episodes and the order that they, I have, I have a lot of verses laid out, the order with which I share them. I really try to lean in and listen to him. And so it blesses me when I hear back when I'm like, yes, okay, good. I'm, I'm doing kingdom work here. Jesus, somebody feels closer to you because I did what you told me to do. So I would love to hear from you. You can let me know if this speaks to you. Leave a comment. You can message me on Facebook. You can DM me at um, on Instagram at Jan Elbert. Um, Jan Burt, find me on Facebook or All Things Homeschool on Facebook. You can find me. It's not that hard to find me. And I have links in the show notes. So, okay, I'm going to get down to the last bit of the promise here. The last bit of the promise. And, you know, the last bit is not yucky when it comes to, to the word of God and his promises. The last bit of his promises are usually pretty rich. Okay. So this promise is for all whom the Lord, our God will call. So we get the future tense happening here. This is for all who will ever be called by the Lord. And we know that he wants everyone as in all of mankind to be saved. None like absolute zero zip zilch nada, none to perish. That's his will. So that's who he's calling. He's calling out to everyone. We can pray big prayers for people just based on this. We can. My clarion call is to pray. Please pray. Jesus is coming soon. Please pray for people. Pray God's promises and then pray him again tomorrow. And just don't stop praying. Please don't stop praying. Let prayer be the hallmark of your life. When you leave this world, you want the people who are left behind to look at your life and and say, that boy, she prayed. He prayed. Man, they prayed, right? Not uh, not how great their wardrobe was, not how fit they were, not, I mean, just they prayed. Wouldn't that be a legacy? Yeah, you better believe it. And for all who are far off, the verse says, this is for all who are far off. Pray for those people who are far off. Far off geographically, yep, you bet your bacon, of course, but far off spiritually. Pray for them. We all know people who are far off spiritually, far from the Lord. Pray, 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 and do not stop praying Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of prayer. God's promises are for you and they're for your family and for your circle of influence. So pray that way. Pray like you believe that that's true. Pray like you believe that God's promises are meant to make a difference, to leave an impact for the people around you because they are. Pray that way. Believe this promise because it's totally true. Okay, Lord, bless your friends. I hope you had a great 4th of July last week, celebrated safely, aren't just roasting too badly in the middle of summer. And um, I do pre-record some of these 
So I may not actually be up to date with what's going on right now. And I have a feeling there's going to be something that's going to be like a big deal that I'm going to have missed because I recorded this in advance. But whatever it is, know that as it comes up, I'm praying for you in the midst of it, in the name of Jesus and believing him for his promises for you to be true. Let's just keep making Jesus famous, right? Let's just keep keep proclaiming who he is and praying for people and loving people well and not being marginalizers and not giving over to just just saying, okay, I'm just left out as a Christian. You matter to the Lord. You matter. All right, I'll see you next week for, let's see, episode 33 next week. It's going to be Psalm 60. And I'm going to tell you what, it's a fantastic verse, so don't miss it. Come back for that one. Share this episode if you want. New episodes are dropping on Fridays. Um, I try to have them on my Podbean Thursday evening so that Apple podcast gets them up and running by Friday, but Fridays are the drop day. So thanks for listening. Let's just keep pursuing Jesus and keep living for his kingdom and his glory. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.